0: Welcome. Thank you for joining us for another episode of FYI, I Am Damaged. I'm here with May Rena, a digital marketing exec. Hi, May. How are hey. you doing?
1: how are you? I'm good.
0: Thank you for joining me. Um,
1: Thank you for having me.
0: You're welcome. Now, um, we're here because this episode is for... Basically, you've been through a very tumultuous relationship. Yes. And, you know, thank you for sharing your time with the podcast. We're here to share your strengths from being in a very abusive relationship. Not tumultuous, it's call it what it is. Yeah. And how you birthed yourself to who you are now. I like that. Birth. (laughs) And. I know this is a very easy to come across and like you said this is the first time you're talking about it other than you know with close friends and family and what have you but to put this out into the world I know it's not that easy
1: no it's not it's the first time I let's say publicly speak about it I think uh, many people know that that relationship ended um, some people Don't know the real reasons why. Um, But, you know, I think I've come to a point in life where I can speak about it.
0: Okay, good. Touch on how you guys came to be and how good it was before things took a turn to not so good.
1: So how we came to be. (laughs) Like many, what is it, Dominican Yorks. Uh, my grandmother took me to Dominican Republic.
0: It hey, was Dominican, York. So,
1: Dominicans <laughs> raised in
0: New York. Gotcha, gotcha.
1: <laughs> uh, my grandmother would always take me to Dominican Republic. So, in essence, I built a double life. One mm. there, one here. You know, fell in love there, fell in love here. And with this person, it just ended in a marriage.
0: So, you, you met him in New York. No, I oh, met him in DR. Going back yeah. and forth. Yeah. Okay. Um dude was a charmer. Oh, I mean.
1: totally, <laughs> totally.
0: <laughs> and he just gotcha.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like very detallistas, they say in Spanish, very detailed, mm-hmm. very romantic. First couple of dates, you know, the stars from the sky. <laughs> <laughs> very charming.
0: Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. Well, good in the beginning, but. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. no. <laughs> yes,
1: only then. Well, a couple of years after the beginning, but yeah.
0: Mm, okay. Now, w- how long did the courtship last for when he first met you? And. He pursued you. You guys just stayed in communication, Correct. and he just Correct. kept going at you to Correct. see if he could get with you.
1: Correct. Yes. Back then, it was MSN Messenger. Yeah. Uh, Ooh, <laughs> gives my age those. away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, MSN Messenger, and then obviously I would go back to Dominican Republic. We would see each other there, and then um, we ended up getting married a year and so after.
0: A year. Yeah, okay. that was
1: mistake number one or two.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, but it was that honeymoon period yeah. of the beginning of the relationship that would basically, you just guys threw yourselves at each other. So it got to the point where that crescendo was, you know, let's get married. This must be forever type of thing. Yeah, deal.
1: and you know, at that point, we thought we were older. I was 28. hmm you know, we're not in our early 20s, so we think, okay, I'm close to 30. I'm an adult, but still naive.
0: I completely agree because I got married in my mid 20s, and I tell people it's the biggest mistake. At least to get married at that age, in like your mid 20s, no one is ready for it. Regardless of who the person is, and they could have sparks flying out their ass. Doesn't matter. No. Too young, I believe. It does work for some, but I feel in general, no. So, I mean, we have two case in points right here. Yeah. Um, was he pushing for marriage to, like, lock it up? Or is, were you guys at the same level, thinking at the same time that it should you guys should be married or
1: um he wasn't necessarily pushing as much as me because i had the idea and thought that the sooner we get married the sooner you get to the u.s and we can be together Mm -hmm. full time um so i guess it was more on my end
0: and he he was aiming to be in the states
1: Yes. And or he no. just
0: didn't know what he was wanted to be because I mean, of the I age. Sh- well, Maybe. how old was he compared to you? Same age. Okay.
1: Same age. I mean, I would say yes, every Dominican, and this is not stereotyping, I think. You know, I come from Dominican immigrant parents, mm-hmm. want to get here someday at some point. So, I'm pretty sure that may have been one of his intentions.
0: Right. Okay. Otherwise, he was just grinding over there, doing what he was doing. Mm -hmm. He has you. You're going back and forth. Mm -hmm. And when did you start seeing the signs of this person? After
1: after I moved out there because he couldn't make it here. Mm -hmm. Um, I worked remote. I picked up and went over there because, you know, I thought it was real love at that point in life and it wasn't until later um he always had a strong character um i wouldn't say extremely problematic or at least didn't show it to me Mm -hmm. um but he did have a strong character which in some sense made me feel protected because i was living in another country that though it was mine because my grandmother would take me there and I would go there in summer breaks it wasn't really because I grew up in New York right so my culture was more Americanized Hispanic right. versus straight up Dominican so with his strong character he gave me that sense of security I guess I would
0: say okay I wanted to touch on that because let say you said strong character and they kind of deem that as, oh, you know, a person, a woman wants a man. Mm -hmm. And did he kind of fall into those stereotypical, like, have to be a man role? And then with the Spanish culture, you're you're not a man if you're not a man, Mm -hmm. the way you act and carry yourself.
1: No, and I think that may have been one of the things that attracted me to the to that person was that he didn't seem that macho Hispanic. He seemed mm-hmm. more of what I grew up knowing. Um, you know, we both grow together. We both build a family. And again, that could have just been to convince me Mm -hmm. Of who he was. Because obviously today I have a different perception of that person.
0: Oh, of course. Now, was his charisma convincing enough for you to set aside his behavior towards you? Once that started developing, if at all, what made you, either in your own head or to other people, to explain it away?
1: So I don't think I ever had to explain it because it took many years before it turned to me. Mm -hmm. Um, So his character would be possibly, you know, uh, driving, um, getting upset at other people, Mm -hmm. or, you know, what are you looking at, things like that. So if they weren't towards me, it would be to other people outside in the street. Um, You know, at home we had normal disagreements like normal people. And then it slowly progressed into verbal, Mm -hmm. to some sense, some sort.
0: He would just go overboard, like he would with other people, but now with you.
1: Correct. And
0: you're like, what the fuck?
1: Correct. Why are you yelling at me? Or why are you speaking to me like that? And then would come the insults and Mm. the stupid. And you know, you're like, okay, but... Doesn't happen every day, right? Um,
0: but when he digs into you and degrades you and talks down to you, he'll just go full force and I say, Hey, this is my lady. Yeah, he, he didn't have any type of checks within himself that it didn't seem
1: he would apologize, you know, and I guess that would make things better, but mm. then. You know, three, four months later, I'm really not a problematic person, Mm -hmm. at least not now, later in life.
0: (laughs) You're good, man. You're good. (laughs) Like, you know,
1: we were all teenagers and early (laughs) 20s, raised in New York City. But, you know, it, it really didn't have reasons to fight. But then when those reasons did come up, for whatever reasons... The next time would be worse, maybe harsher names, um, you know, and then it went from one bad fight a year to two a year to four a year. And then Mm. you're like, what the F, you know, and every time is worse to the point that, you know, later on it was physical. Mm. And then the shame Like, who really wants to go out and say, this person beat me, but Mm -hmm. I have emotions for this person.
2: Right.
1: Or in my case, you know, I want to help you because I realize you have a problem. Mm -hmm. And then I become that person that it's like, you know, but you can find help. You can go to therapy. You can fix it yourself. Let me help you. Right. And then you get involved.
0: And then other people are like, what are you, nuts? leave him one thing i've learned is and people should take note of this is that yes people can change but they change with other people Mm -hmm. not with the person they used as a punching bag correct so even if he does have the capacity to change him seeing you not gonna happen Mm -hmm. he's used to a certain way with you that's how most abusers are maybe they can change but not with the person that they stood and abused so i mean regardless but before you decided to leave what kind of mental maneuvering were you doing to avoid this minefield of a person
1: um i did seek therapy um did he know
0: that you were doing that yes Okay. Did he have any thoughts on it or?
1: Um, He didn't want to go when, again, in trying to be that helper, I actually started going to therapy to see if he would go to help himself. Mm. Versus I'm going for me. And then after going to that first session and then the second one alone, I said, you know what? I'm the one that needs this. Right. And I remember the therapist, I think day one or day two, she was like, if you keep coming to me in six months, he either shapes up or he'll be out the door because mm-hmm. you're going to be a transformed woman. And that really got to me.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And then that's now since this reached basically all levels of mental, physical and emotional, mm-hmm. That this started snowballing into other sort of um, feeling like say anxiety or like mm-hmm. if you were around other people you were arguing and that just mm-hmm. made you so it also other things started developing did you notice it did were you introspective of your feelings when these things would occur or you just felt it let it go away and then you realized it later on
1: no, because I feel I'm a person that at some point didn't analyze her feelings or dig deep to realize what is happening mm-hmm. or why do I act this way or why do I run out at 11:30 and tell my friends I gotta go home? I run, you know, I'm running back home, but right. it's because he might be mad. Depends what time I get back, and I don't want to hear it. I don't want to live it but I think other people noticed um, and I just had a flashback I would come back to the United States to visit my mother I would come visit my friends and in one of them trips I came to New York City I went out with my friends mm. RG and the girls yeah. <laughs> and my dear friend Nodis. while we were having dinner and if she hears this She'll probably remember it. She better hear. (laughs) (laughs) She looked at me and she goes, May, what's wrong? I've been seeing you. I mean, I don't remember the exact words, but she said that she had been observing me and I looked nervous. Mm -hmm. And psychologically speaking, like at the moment, I was like, no, I'm fine. Why? But now thinking in retrospect, I was nervous because I was out with my friends and that would have caused him to get upset. Right. Because women, I guess, can't hang out with their friends because everything, you oh, know, in these people's minds no yeah, is... That, yeah. Know, stupid. Yeah. Extreme jealousy, possessiveness, narcissism, you know, mm. you name it. It's You're walking on eggshells constantly.
0: Now, not to depending on how you feel about it not a lot of people would like to classify themselves as a victim but i don't and and that's okay but a survivor a, a person that survived what you've been through which many have what sort of i would say negative mantras you would give yourself to kind of excuse this away I think that that uh, women would have to start breaking from themselves, hearing this, saying, I shouldn't be telling myself this because that's the wrong thing. It's keeping me here. Have you realized the stuff and the stuff that you've done and said to yourself that kept you there to try and flip it to a positive?
1: Yeah. And it all came afterwards. It's in learning to love myself first. Mm hmm. Learning to love my peace, learning to be a little egotistical, (laughs) (laughs) and it's also to know my worth and what I am worth. And I think one thing that, and maybe, you know, let's blame Disney, sorry, don't sue me. (laughs) But, you know, we as little girls Mm want to be princesses with the prince charming and that Fairy tale, you know, perfect family life.
2: Right.
1: And we always want to be with somebody. Mm. And I think when you learn to be by yourself, not alone, I was never alone. I have friends, I have family, I have my daughter. Right. But when you can be alone, single, and be happy, I think that's when you know that. Mm-hmm. you won't put up with no one's bs
0: <laughs> but the so there wasn't anything you were telling yourself that is counterproductive to get you out of there that you basically kept you there was was there anything like that whether you're saying just... no I'm, I'm, i i could be a better person so he could be a better person you know shit like that that People shouldn't be saying to themselves. Have you, have you caught yourself in something like that? I'm...
1: No. No, I think I just, at that moment, caught myself <clears throat> in, one, trying to help him, and two, shame. Mm. Shame and possibly, you know, people who, before we got married, said, don't get married. You don't know this person. I didn't. I didn't know him from a hole in a wall
0: they said it because they knew him or just saying that you don't know of his
1: him demeanor or I mean back then also depends how a person dressed etc right. um, you know maybe rumors from people in the barrio or whatever mm. but I was like that's not the person I'm seeing that's not what I'm living and right. you know People deserve a chance to change, and Mm -hmm. this whole second chance, and people grow. Right. So I was like, okay, that could have been him when he was 15, but we're 28, so. Right. And then, I guess just that, more shame of, Mm -hmm. and then I don't think it was the I told you so. I just don't like people feeling pity or shame of me, so. No,
0: nobody likes that. And You touched on our pre-interview about he would like to, I guess, in a sense, show out and be a person of the community and Mm -hmm. give and show a lighter side to himself while behind the scenes Mm -hmm. he was acting like this monster. Mm -hmm. And was that something that kind of said, oh, well, but the way he's acting towards me, he has this side of him. You saw that as a kind of like a glimmer of hope or no? Or what, what that part of him front facing to the community, how did that affect you with staying with him even though you knew how he was behind closed doors?
1: Well, it's just similar likes that we had. Um, mm-hmm. You know, my grandmother came from a campo Big ups to anyone from San Jose de las Matas. Shout out. <laughs>
2: um,
1: And I've always given back, you know, my mm. clothes. I'm a shopaholic, oh Lord. <laughs> I'm always donating it. Um, you know, in Florida where I live, I put it out and they come and pick clothes up and. If my heart tells me, I'll donate to a cause. So, you know, we had similar likes and I was right. like, this is me. We had a lot of similar likes and I think it was more the similar likes that kept us together longer right. than we stood together.
0: Okay. And that kind of helped ease. Did it, well, not. I'm not saying that it did, but did it help ease how he was when he would get into those mood swings, so to speak? But remember, like Mm. I
1: said, they wouldn't happen often, at least not at the beginning. Like the first six years we were together, I wouldn't call them completely normal. I mean, I don't think anyone has a perfect relationship and, you know, we all have our good days and bad days, but it wasn't like the last three. Mm. The last three were when things intensified and became more often and more frequent and by year two, it was the begging and the pleading and we would, we can work it out. And hmm. he converted and started going to church.
2: Hmm.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay. And now. of course, you know, religion slaps the Bible in your face and la mujer edifica su casa, which means, you know, the woman is the foundation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So you keep trying and you keep working in your marriage i think it's also a cultural thing
0: right but then in those kind of instances the the work only comes from one side correct so with that imbalance once you realize this is never going to work correct now what if any were his explanations to his behavior did it take the root of Blaming the victim for making him. Oh, of course. You know, the way he was at the time. Oh, of
1: course, his mm. brain. This man had, you know, I don't want to go too many into stories, but one day.
0: Oh, no, please the share,
1: share. to <laughs> make up a lie. Mm. He was proved wrong. Mm. But he proceeded to insist that it was true because his brain said that it was true. Despite the evidences being in front of his face. Really. And you know, times like that—that's when I said, "Okay, this person really has a psychological problem. He mm-hmm. needs help."
0: Well, you—you were you already going to therapy, so you. No, were able it was to, uh, before before okay. then. Before
1: gotcha. starting therapy, therapy mm-hmm. was the last five months. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Okay. Did you guys do it intensely, or? No, I went by was, myself.
1: He never mm-hmm. went. It got to the point that he messaged the therapist and told her not to see me anymore, that she was ruining his life. Mm -hmm. Because he was seeing that I was waking up. Right.
0: So him telling himself that it's ruined... Yeah, this... uh, Yeah, no,
1: those stories. It's a psychotic person. It's a psychotic person. Yeah, sociopath. Yes, yes.
0: (laughs) Now, were there... You said there were people warning you in the beginning, but once they saw you with him, now you're married. Were they were they still warning you, or no. they just start dropping? Off? They just backed off, like, hey. No.
1: They would hang out with him. They would visit us. I mean, I didn't have many family members in DR, but no, my family would visit me. They would come around. They would entertain him because, like I said, at certain times he went above and beyond with being nice and serviceable
0: did he ever admit that he does that just to put himself in a good light I mean he knows he is who he is but people want to you know shine a good light on themselves to other people because they have to no. you know
1: this person has never admitted
0: <laughs> to anything still still Ugh. You have a very close-knit group of friends, my wife being one of them. Yes. Now, Love you. <laughs> All of you. <laughs> when they found out, did you push them away because no. they wouldn't understand? Because you were in this abusive state of mind? Or were you receptive to them and them jumping to help you?
1: They were my saviors. Really?
0: Tell, they tell
1: opened the my eyes i think they finished opening my eyes mm-hmm. so we're a group of five friends um five totally different humans with different likes but we blend well shout them out shout, shout them out, out. rg <laughs> Naughty, evelyn jackie love you girls um sorry <laughs> So, um, this individual had already started texting people nasty things and he texted them, our group chat, a nasty message, but of course it would happen when I wasn't around and it would be deleted before I would even see my phone. Hmm. But the girls knew where it came from. And oh, he would
0: text from, he would grab your phone and yeah, text them. Yeah. He didn't have that number and did it himself.
1: No, but he would say it was from him. Hmm. You know, nastiness that I never saw with my eyes. But I knew they went out. And I got a message one day from Norris that said, we want to speak to you. And I had already felt that he had distanced me from friends in Dominican Republic that I had had. He ended some of those friendships because either we were going out too much. And by out, I mean to eat ice cream with our kids. Daytime. Yeah. And, you know, I told her, yes, when I would be available for this call. And they all called me. Um... And one of the girls, Jackie, she never speaks, really. She's always very (laughs) quiet, very mellow. You know her. Very
0: reserved, yes. Very
1: reserved. And that day, none of the other girls spoke but Jackie. Mm. And in a stern voice, and she said, Look, May, we're on the phone to tell you that this is not love. And Mm. then proceeded to tell me how they felt, how they all felt, and... I ended that conversation and, sorry, I'm
2: over. <laughs> <laughs> I on. knew this would happen.
1: <laughs> and I was standing in front of that mall and I said, I've lost friends, but this group of friends, mm-hmm. I can't lose. Mm-hmm. And that day I looked at my daughter and I said, don't worry, we're leaving soon. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I was starting, that's when I started to kind of prepare an exit plan right because i had heard of an exit plan Mm
0: -hmm. okay that's that was leading into my next question so this this would have been the moment because it wasn't a person it was this moment of many people your Mm -hmm. friends your close friends Mm -hmm. for decades oh yeah um (laughs) that they just rung your mental bell and they were able to help champion you to get the hell out of it Mm -hmm. okay and the beginnings of this exit plan and telling yourself and i know you must have had a lot of mental pep talks with yourself Tell, tell us about that
1: yeah i would look at myself in the mirror and i would say you have to be brave but I didn't get to execute the exit plan completely because I actually ended up leaving in a matter of two days.
0: Mm. From that call? No, from
1: the final incident that caused me to run and run away.
0: And this was, now at this point, was it already physical or this is the beginning of the physical? I mean, where, where did the physical abuse start happening it was the
1: physical had happened twice before this
0: hmm. part how how, how how do you reconcile that in your head to try and understand what he did when others would just say hold on you just put your hands on me this is a rap now what goes through a person's i don't know i'm not an abuser and i've never done that to a woman so i wouldn't know how that dynamic works and then a woman in that position dealing with a man doing that to her what's going through your head
1: well you get blamed you get blamed they find a way to turn the situation around and at the end make you apologize for something you know you didn't do but Mm -hmm. You get convinced that you did, or you should have said this, or you should have done that, or if you would have told me this way, or if you would have dressed that way, or, you know.
0: That you made me do this type of explanation. Correct,
1: and I'm sorry, and I do this because I love you.
0: Wow. The most insane reason to justify it now when this all started to morph into something bad how did you strengthen yourself for your daughter's sake
1: i had to i couldn't show her any sign of weakness i had to be strong enough to show her that in life she could be strong enough and that's the reason why i also ran and left because that final situation happened in front of her Mm -hmm. the other times right. It wasn't then extensive. You know, it was the words and the throwing of things, but those final moments and that final month, it was like in front of her. And I said, I can't show her that this is acceptable. Right. She needs to give herself her worth and her value. And I guess, you know, in that, I sought to end generational curses because Mm. I come from an abusive home
2: or, right
1: you know not not let me not say that because it was with my biological father as a kid toddler mm-hmm. um, I had a really good teenage life after my mom married my my dad my right. stepfather may mm-hmm. rest in peace and my father as well but there I saw a stable home and I knew I could have that because I saw my mom have it in life. Right.
0: After, After. going through that. Yeah. After going through that. Okay. Okay. Now, I can say her name, right? Your daughter? okay. Yeah. yeah. So, with Melise, was she able to offer some, even though she was young, some support to you as some kids sometimes do for their parents? Or she was just... Helping you deal with it, nonverbal. Like, what would she do, if anything?
1: She would tell me everything was gonna be okay. She would hug me. She would kiss me. (laughs) She gave me a lot of strength. She gave me a lot of strength. She's a sweetheart. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But then also, I'm a person that always shows strength in front of the public and Mm -hmm. crumbles in the bathtub. Mm, yeah. So sometimes she wouldn't see me crying or wouldn't see me break down. But mm. whenever she did, she would just come and hug me and say, Mom, we're going to be okay. Mm.
0: Yeah. Well, you got a special kid there.
1: I love her <laughs> so much. I love you, Maylise.
0: <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> now, leaving to many is a no-brainer. And it seems like to you it was... But was there any hesitation?
1: I mean, like I said, I was forced to leave i
0: so explain since there wasn't think, any hesitation, like explain what happened that I
1: yeah, I'm, yeah. <laughs> and I guess this is the moment that's the hardest to share, but mm. I had a weapon pulled out on me. Mm. and in a moment that this person turned around my daughter saw that break and said mommy run run fast Mm. and i have a turtle speed daughter and she was running way ahead of me way ahead of me and she just kept turning around and saying mommy run faster 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 Mm and we made it to a local colmado, a bodega, a deli and I don't know, something in me said don't go through the front, go through the back and I told the guy to please hide me and that I had an emergency and I was in pajamas, Mm -hmm. short pajamas.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It was hot in DR. Um, It
1: was christmas eve day so Hmm. december 24th and thank god this man gave me money called me a cab and then i headed to my uncle's house and then proceeded to go to the courthouse
0: Hmm. okay Hmm. what were the ways you shored yourself up to keep yourself away from him and did you have the resources or were you like many at the time with without resources which makes it harder now you said that the dude had to give you money this all this happened you weren't able to execute your exit plan so in a sense you were with either no or minor resources
1: yeah thank god that day my father my biological father had landed in Dominican Republic that same evening afternoon and he went to procure me from the courthouse and kept me with him. Obviously, it was Christmas, so I had to fake it and wear a nice dress and go out with my dad in front of my family and celebrate Christmas. And yeah. Or
0: were, were people able to just see the writing on the wall yeah. or on your face? Like, oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: They did they ignore it or were people? No, approach-
1: I have to say. Thankful. I'm very, very grateful to the family I have, um, my friends, my mom's family, my father's family, my aunt's my family, they helped me. Um, and I felt protected. I felt protected okay. by all of them. But I was lucky. Like you mentioned, there's a lot of women that don't have resources, that they're left completely abandoned because everyone turned their back on them. Because right. people see you in a relationship and they say, I don't want to deal with it or I don't want to see her suffering. I just don't want to see it. Yeah. And there's a lot of women out there that are really left alone. And maybe because of that, don't leave.
0: And this is a good lesson for those going through it and those seeing others going through it. Don't ignore it. It's always going to come to a crescendo and stuff is going to happen and hopefully not the way we hear in the news that it does. Don't ignore those that aren't ready to leave yet, but they still need the help.
1: Yeah, it takes a lot. I mean, you're talking about love, you know, people that go into a marriage in love are believing they're in love and. You know, I don't talk all about anyone. I have a heart that for some reason I can't hate anyone. I don't want you near me. like I don't even want to see you, but right. I don't hate you. And you know these people, and I say these people, because to me he's a psychotic person.
2: Mm.
1: I, I swear that person needs a psychiatric unit.
2: Right.
1: I'm pretty sure they believe that that is love. You know, it's shameful, but in their mind, it's like a possessive love. And they believe it. They yeah. think it's fine.
0: And it's not. No. What are the constant lessons to your child that to show her and cement within her that this life isn't it? And to either avoid the situation which women find themselves mm-hmm. in often to many times you know, leave ASAP no matter the short term pain
1: I've spoken a lot with her and I think the learning comes from her seeing my healing process and my current life mm. and my current relationship um, and you know I tell her to look for the red flags but you can't tell anyone not to fall in love I sure. can't control that of course but I do tell her to look for the signs. But most importantly, become friends first. Right. Like I told you, I didn't know this person from a hole in the wall. Mm. If I would have known his history, if I would have known that person, I probably wouldn't have dated him. Mm. So I do believe in that friendship stage. We need to know each other before you proceed to that next step.
0: And this history, it, did it start, you may have touched on it but did it start coming out after you guys got together or after you left him and then all of a sudden you were hearing all these things like oh
1: so little bits came while we were together obviously from previous relationships he had and stories that came about afterwards and of course he had an explanation for everything but a lot came afterwards including possible drug abuse drug use right um i never saw that specific drug with my eyes i Mm -hmm. mean marijuana marijuana, marijuana, Mm marijane it's not a factor anymore but what was mentioned my eyes never saw it never found it i mean i was the head of household i was cleaning and doing laundry i would have bumped into something Mm -hmm. but then the stories came afterwards and a lot of it clicked Because I said, well, it makes sense. I mean, he would literally transform himself to someone else.
0: they we're talking about like cocaine, coke. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But he would show the characteristics of somebody using this, but you never...
1: Oh, I never knew yeah. what were the characteristics on someone on mm. that drug. Mm, you okay. know, um, like I said, my mother situation with my biological father i think that ended when i was 3 maybe right so i wouldn't remember any characteristics then um and then i just i was never exposed to that in life for my circle of friends
2: right
0: okay okay what were the mechanisms you've encountered to put you on the road to trust men again after you left him. what When you started saying, hey, you know, I'm ready for something. But I'm going to approach this in a different way. What were those mechanisms?
1: Okay, I've never said I was ready.
0: <laughs> it just happened. Well, okay.
1: But I knew that not all men are the same. Not all people are the same. You know, I use the example of my dad. My, my stepfather, to me, he was an amazing man. Mm. I mean, I know he wasn't perfect, but he was an amazing husband. Called my mom baby until the day he passed, mm. you know, was always there for her. She was his world. Right. And I knew that I can have that. Um, I would see co workers or um, other family members that have stable marriages, you know. I would look at my friends' marriages, you guys as an example, and I would say, you know, there are good men out there. I just said that I knew down the line I would possibly have a relationship just because I'm still young. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, 40s is the new 20s.
0: Yeah, keep believing that. (laughs) My bones might not agree. (laughs) My knees sure don't. No, I don't got
1: Megan knees. I mean, I try sometimes, but then I can't get
0: up. We'll save the twerking stories for another episode.
1: (laughs) But um, I would always say, you know, I want a healthy relationship. And funny you ask, because I had a friend one day say, Write your intentions, Mm -hmm. and it has the date. It's in a notebook, 2018, which was two years or a year and a half after I came back, Um, and I wrote my perfect guy. Mm -hmm. I wrote everything. I, you know, family guy, or a whole bunch of bullets, Um, and it's funny because with my my fiance, I checked them off. And he, like, checked majority of them except for one.
0: <laughs> Uh-oh, Jerry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that that That's great, because that rolled into my next question, because a lot of women coming out of this would hope they meet a, a good man, a perfect man, or an okay man. And it shows that either put it out there put it down and cement what you really want in a person to come in your life and you know what you can accept tolerate and this is a deal breaker Mm -hmm. and you've had those you created that or you just created the list of what you would want in a man oh
1: no i had specifics he had to break it
0: down break it down oh okay (laughs) Oh, God. he had to
1: dance he had to be a family guy a mama's boy um I, I was so specific i said hispanic born in the u.s or american that is culturalized uh, because i it, it i mean jerry has sasson, so it has to have that sasson. <laughs>
0: I would say the dance part just put that in the maybe pile because for me it's definite maybe. But I I get it and I'm 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 glad he hit most of those licks but you know with that format is that something that you definitely would tell somebody to do coming out of this to Just give you a clear head, or have you also done other things?
1: Yeah, no, that obviously came afterwards, you know, almost two years later. And, you know, my friends kept pushing me, go online dating. I was like, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, but at first, it, it took a lot. It took a lot. Obviously, there was a process. There was a divorce. There was a legal process, um in addition to the divorce because of harassment and things this person just kept doing and obviously having to deal with that from afar and you know have a lawyer represent you it's it's not the same Um, there's a lot of things that you know your hands are tied and then you know you come back completely broke and I was, yeah, I was breathing, I was using my brain, I was thinking, I was working, Mm -hmm. lots of work so I can keep myself distracted, but I was soulless. I just Mm. didn't feel, didn't care, didn't, I mean, I didn't become evil. I didn't wish evil on anyone or, you know, I didn't see, let's say, happy couples and I would feel hate, no. I'm always one that applauds everyone, but I was just heartless,
0: mm.
1: or not necessarily heartless, but completely torn.
0: And just drifting, or...? I was just alive.
1: I was mm. surviving. Um, you know, it's it's hard to go from nine years, and all of a sudden you're left with nothing, absolutely nothing all your hard work mm-hmm. everything you put in including your emotions right were just taken and gutted out mm-hmm. of you um, I came back to lock myself in a bedroom because obviously I came back to my mother's house where mm-hmm. I have my bedroom luckily my daughter had her own bedroom and I would just cry
2: mm.
1: cry Talk to friends. I had friends that would call me. And then I relied a lot on spiritual music. Lily Goodman. Mm -hmm. um, Jesus Adrian Romero. I relied a lot on music because I never lost my faith in God. Despite being completely torn and wondering what the heck is this. And who would even do this to someone.
0: Right. And why you...
1: Correct, because I'm. I, I consider myself a good human. Mm. I'm a really good person. Do I have my bad days? Of course, we all do. Do I have my character? We do. I'm. I, I'm an alpha female. Right. You know, which can be intimidating to some narcissist alpha males. Mm-hmm. So possibly yeah. also an additional reason for their craziness.
0: Did but he? Ha- has he ever? That's a good. Point has he ever so you're thinking that in some instances the way he was acting it could have been because he didn't feel he was in control of I you completely
1: so. i believe so you yeah. never
0: verbalized that
1: well he started calling me hombrecito which is little man <laughs> so he would call me little man because you know i would defend myself and i would mm. stand up for myself and No, I'm not going to do that. I have my own brain, my own likes, my own tastes. If I don't Mm want to do that, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Um, And, you know, that's a challenge to men that need to feel they're in control, which comes that macho, Mm
2: -hmm. you
1: know, in them that he did not exhibit when we first started. Right. It was more, you know, independency and women and, you know. He yeah. was all in favor of, you know, individualism.
0: It just, and it baffles me because it's one thing I couldn't shake from a long time ago when RJ and I had um, our first child. And I forget where we were. I think it was at a party. And you know me, I'm involved. And when I was, with, when he was younger, I'm there, I'm taking care of him, doing this, doing that and everything. Mm-hmm and then you know we we got home we were alone and she i forgot how it came up but someone asked her and i think it was a cousin or something or a family member and they were like wait he takes care of the baby he's at the party you know he's not just sitting with people drinking this and that he's letting you do your thing he's taking care Mm -hmm. of the baby he's feeding them doing this doing that and they i I, the way she made it seem they were looking at me like i had two heads yeah and to me it was i said i'm I'm his father what am i supposed to do
1: no that's not normal dominican culture
0: and I don't know, it just baffled me. I mean, and again, I'm Puerto Rican. I'm from the same, you know, culture. We're basically side by side. No,
1: but you're New York raised. There comes me putting in my intentions. Yeah. A Hispanic raised in the United States. We're different. We're raised differently because we have... And that encounter showed
0: me that, yeah.
1: Yeah, because of our schooling... You know, even possibly our parents, my mother came to the United States, she was 12 years old. So Mm. my mother is more on your Americanized side. Mm. And we're taught that, we're taught family, we're taught help, we're taught balance. You know, that's the American culture, especially Mm. nowadays where everyone works. We need to all help each other. But that's not taught back home, whether Dominican, Puerto Rican, Cuban, Mexican. No, we're not taught
0: yeah. that. It's damn near a caste system where women do this, men do this, Correct. and children, you know, seen but not heard, and mm-hmm. all this old crazy shit. And well, God what forbid- we perceive as yeah. crazy now.
1: And God forbid, as the woman, you talk back, especially mm. in front of people. Yeah. Yeah. Because
0: when you get home, it's.
1: And it's customary and normal for a man to beat a woman and everyone looked the other way and unfortunately to ask, yeah and to ask what did the woman do i've gone asked asked that mm. and it i'm like really what did i do to get almost my life taken away
0: in front of your child
1: are you serious to ask me what did i do
0: yeah and
1: it's a shame it's a shame Mm-hmm. I didn't do darn jack.
0: Yeah, it's, it's amazing that that way it did, that way of thinking. Mm-hmm. Now so you're you know your home, you're not even once you're on the way of getting yourself back to some sort of normalcy mm-hmm. and even giving someone the time of day. Mm-hmm. How did some men deal with this new you?
1: <laughs> I wasn't okay. paying attention to men.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but if, if someone came along and oh, you gave them a chance, no. or if they, they just nicely said, hey, what's up? Uh, uh, no, thank what's, you. Sh- cold shoulder? Yep, completely.
1: <laughs> Ignored DMs. Um, and it's funny because, you know, you're single and... People that know this person then start hitting on you, and you're like, wait, what? <laughs> like, Dude, I know you're married. I actually told one guy, like, oh, are you bringing different. your wife? <laughs> <laughs> he invited me out for a beer, and I was like, so are you bringing your wife with you? And obviously he didn't write back, but no, I, I was not entertaining anyone at all. I wanted to find myself. I wanted to heal I also knew that, and you know, this abusive relationship was not my first. It was actually my second. Mm. Um, The first one was, okay, I'm sorry, Dominican guys. I don't want to dog you. I know there's a lot of good ones out (laughs) there.
0: He just happens to be Dominican. He just
1: also happened to be Dominican. That one was in New York City. It was not someone from there and, you know, a womanizer. But I just. Didn't want another relationship. Mm -hmm. I had been many years that I had not been single. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Like jumped from one relationship to another without giving myself a break. And I said, I'm taking a break to revive myself. Right. I'm coming back to life and I'm bringing back old May. Mm -hmm. The May when I was 19, 20, The one that had that mindset that ain't nobody messing with me, and I know who I am, and I know where I'm going, and that needed time, especially when you're broken the way that I was broken, and it took me about three years, almost three years, Mm -hmm. Um, so no, I didn't pay attention to anyone, I didn't look at anyone, I didn't entertain, you would smile at me, I would look the other way, Mm -hmm. no. I just, I didn't want it, and Jerry could attest to that. (laughs) Now, when,
0: what, what were the beginnings and what were the things that you would latch on to? You said, you know, religion, certain um, music, but when you're in bed staring at the ceiling, you have your daughter on your mind, and the things that would strengthen you the things that would reassure you the things that you tell yourself you know what were those things
1: you gotta keep living mamita you gotta keep going you can't crumble you gotta keep going you know this is life and we make of life what we want to make and that gave me the strength Um, you know, just keep moving because you have to live, Mm -hmm. you know, I couldn't stay sleeping in a bed. I wanted to get out of my mother's house. It's not easy as an adult to go to live back with your parents. Yeah. You know, what did you buy? What's in the bag? Where are you going? Why are you going out so much? Didn't you go out yesterday?
0: (laughs) (laughs) What are you saying is ideal. (laughs) You're like, wait, I'm almost 40. What is
2: wrong with you?
1: But. Yeah, I wanted my own place. I wanted to come back. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm very independent and I just pushed myself forward and I just wanna highlight something about religion. Um yes I was listening to a lot of spiritual music, mm-hmm. but after my experience I've actually become non religious. More spiritual, I believe in energies I believe in you set your life, you're responsible of the life you're living, number one, by what you have inside, right? your intentions, Mm -hmm. your thoughts, your words, you get back what you're giving out. Right. And, you know, as I said, I started manifesting, I manifested Jerry and you know, I started doing inspiration boards and seeing where I'm going, you know, thanks to your wife, RG. She would also forward me materials to read and, you know, to better understand. And my reasons for shying away from religion, it's not necessarily I'm going to sit here and say, you know, it's all about money. It's a business. I see it as a business. But I don't feel that they teach you what they need to teach you with you as an individual in mind. There's an agenda.
0: So basically, their, their message wasn't in line with where you were at. Um...
1: No, because it's, you know, what kind of message is that to tell a woman who you can clearly see is in an abusive relationship and you need to work on your marriage? Mm-hmm. No, you need to work on yourself. Yeah. And that's not, and I'm not going to say they should have taught me that, but I just started seeing religion in a different way.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay.
0: Now with with Jerry, <laughs> um, how was he able to capture your heart enough to put a ring on it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, Jerry and I actually went to middle school together. Mm and i knew jerry from middle school never you know saw him again in life and i come back i don't know anything about cars and i reach out to jerry to ask him a question because we were friends on social media obviously as previous classmates our classmates had all found each other we're commenting on each other's posts and stuff like that and you know it, was never awkward in a sense where I thought he would have any feelings towards me. So I reach out for car advice. It ends there. Obviously, it started back uh, old friendship. Right. Um, two years later pass. I go through midlife crisis,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and I decide that I want to learn how to drive a motorcycle. Mm. So, obviously, I get my motorcycle endorsement and I need someone to, like, fill me in on what's the best starter bike. So, I reach out back out to Jerry. Mm. And from there, you know, it just started talking again. And, obviously, you know, he would throw his little compliments. And, <laughs> again, I would turn the other way. I would ignore it. And we're just strictly talking. like. Yeah two
0: normal people and he just keeps on and keeps on he, but he wasn't
1: aggressive though right he really took the okay you're gonna friend zone me then we're gonna be friends mm. and we became good friends because I guess I didn't feel that pressure right from like other guys like when are we gonna go out or when are we gonna like see each other and yeah we, let's go for a beer or bring your wife
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, so we became just friends and it was actually a conversation about spirituality
2: Mm.
1: that piqued like that interest because then I started telling him my views in life my views about religion, spiritualism, just life in general based on my experiences and he shared the same thoughts and Mm. concepts based on his experiences and his life and his research into different religions and stuff and Mm. after that conversation forget it you know fast forward to a couple of months later I had wrote my intentions like I told you the year before it had Mm -hmm. been like a year and something that I had written the intentions right and And the manifestation the manifestation of the man that would fit the -hmm. description of what I would allow in my life right you know And I had shared that list with, like, my family because they kept pushing me to do online dating. And my mother was like, you need to get out because you're not going to meet anyone in your bedroom. Mm -hmm. You know, and I was like, Mom, leave me alone. It'll happen organically. I believe that love happens organically.
0: Well, what did your friends think about this? Did Um, you share with them?
1: They wanted me to open up a Tinder. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
0: not feet first face first (laughs) (laughs) they were like just go
1: all in dating apps no Mm. so you know I I said it will happen organically but I asked God for a sign Mm. I said when it happens I want to feel it Mm. like in my gut I want (laughs) to feel it and obviously I haven't shared this, but in eighth grade, I did have a crush on Jerry. Mm. So I couldn't believe that my eighth grade crush was crushing on me. Mm. You would never guess, you know, your crush crushes on you.
0: And he didn't know what you've been through.
1: He had, well, he knew as we shared, as we were friends, but not in full details. Right. He knew I had been in an abusive relationship. Mm. I tried not to recount too many stories because if I go into specifics, it would piss off like right. a lot of people. And I'm not trying to put anger in his heart. Right. You know, towards you know, some man that's falling in love with you and it thinks someone did these things to you. It's like,
0: right.
1: I don't want to share that.
0: So he knew you, and and this is important for the guys listening to this, dealing with someone who's been through that type of relationship. Mm -hmm. They need to take care of how they handle that person.
1: Yes, yes. And I would say that in in my mind, Mm -hmm. I felt ready and 100% healed. But then later on, from feedback from Jerry, I knew that I wasn't. And in the sense that, you know, one time he told me, babe, every time I go to like pass you something, like you flick, mm. you know, like you push back or. But it's, he says, I don't think you're conscious about it. Right. So, you know, it, it does take a little bit of patience. But I also want to urge the women that go through this. Give yourself time. Right. Give yourself time to hear. And the men. They're, and the men too. Yeah. And the men too. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because it's abuse goes both ways.
0: Yes. It does.
1: Yeah. So, um, back to Jerry's story. <laughs> <laughs> so. I was sitting in my bed and I was back at mom's house. My room and my brother's room was next to each other. And my brother's walking out of his room and I know for you listening, you can't see me, but I was like looking at my phone and rocking back and forth. And then with one hand, like fanning myself. And my brother goes, what the heck is wrong with (laughs) you?" And I was like, I'm having tachycardia." And he goes, do you even know what that is? <laughs> I was like, yes. It's when your heart goes. <laughs> it
0: just beats Jerry all the time. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, it was beating really hard. <laughs>
1: and then my brother goes, wow. Well, didn't you tell God to let you feel it? There mm. it goes. Are you going to let it escape? Smart. And I looked at him and I was like. Hmm. and I looked back down and I kept <laughs> rocking and fanning myself and then I messaged I waited for Jerry to like compliment me again because it would be like very minimal like right. he would reply in a story like smile you have a beautiful smile it would be things like that like very mm. subtle like right. I, like I said he wasn't aggressive and I waited for him to compliment me again which later on he told me he was almost losing hope uh. was And I said, you know, you've complimented me a couple of times. It's only fair that I compliment you back. You're not bad looking yourself. And fast forward (laughs) to today, I just prepped all the wedding invitations and I'm sending them out.
0: Spoiler alert. (laughs) Spoiler alert.
1: (laughs) And yeah, and it's been three years.
0: yeah, it has been an amazing three years for you guys yeah. I can personally attest Jerry's an amazing man and yeah. knowing what you've been through it's great to see you guys as happy as you are and you know you guys are doing it and we're
1: not perfect no we're one not is. perfect
0: no one is we
1: all have our good days our bad days but it's how you deal with those days and as a couple you know becoming each other's
0: friends right it's yeah. a
1: friendship it's a friendship
0: exactly and you know communication is very important and every relationship needs to work on it yeah. minds included everybody yeah. else and it's it's a, a cornerstone to if you guys don't realize this and some women it is a huge cornerstone to the relationship and it should always constantly be worked on
1: Communication and respect. Yeah. Respect. Um, and I think of balance. I think, I mean, man, I've, I've evolved. I've mm. evolved. As a teenager, I was that toxic, jealous girlfriend that mm. was, oh, my God, if I could go back and talk to that girl.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it's, it's knowing when to stay low. Mm-hmm. And when to go, hi, like, you know, we have our days, we could get upset, but it's a matter of not both getting upset at the same time. You know, if you see someone upset, don't push them. Yeah. Why are you pushing the limits? Right. You know, leave them alone, let them be. And obviously communication, telling someone what you feel. But the most important part of communication, I would say, is listening. We don't listen. True. You have to listen. You have to listen,
0: especially if you're the if someone is the talker type, they need to listen. Someone no, who is not the talker, as me, they need to start talking. Yes, if they listen too much, and the one thing that I would like to get across to people is as well that first reaction may be not the best. Reaction to any type of situation. Mm -hmm. Case in point, something happens, and what you would say or how would you react, if you're able to basically put a pause on it and just work it out in your head, Mm -hmm. you would know that okay, it may have been your initial reaction, it may have, you may verbalize something that is completely out of bounds because it is your immediate reaction to a situation mm-hmm. it might not be the best reaction mm-hmm. to it so I've learned to do that a lot and just stop okay work that reaction in my head yeah that's how I react but it's wrong how would the, the sane part of you would react in that situation. Yep. And then the right response would come out. And that that has been a lifesaver in many occasions. Doesn't happen all the time.
1: No. And we always need to work on ourselves. Right. You know, we learn techniques. You know, living the now. Mm-hmm. Analyzing your emotions in the present.
0: Mindfulness. Mindfulness. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: I read a lot of books going through my healing process and journey Mm -hmm. the power of now is a book that I would highly recommend to everyone it teaches you how to live in the now and how to let things go Mm -hmm. and that's what I've learned a lot how to process things let them go and I still work on myself every day you know Mm -hmm. I'm stubborn I'm hard-headed I was an only child for almost 12 years so I have a little bit of being spoiled in me (laughs) so but i think when you know yourself enough right or we never know ourselves completely because we're always growing evolving but if you know yourself it's easier to Mm. shift things and to catch things as you either think them or act them
0: right and not getting yourselves in certain situations that can lead to this type of living or god forbid something fatally happening it's even though some people who do go through situations regardless of how mindful they can be maybe this is a learning experience Mm -hmm. that the powers that be put them in because Mm -hmm. they need to learn something from this yes but to keep your mind open to what is the lesson regardless of how shitty the situation is
1: yes yes and whatever this is that we call life we don't know you know religions tell us one thing science tells us another Mm -hmm. the news tells us something else and then you have your conspiracy theories that Mm -hmm. believe in something else and but at the end of the day we don't know what this is we all have our beliefs Mm -hmm. i believe this is actual hell Mm -hmm. and we need to live through it find ourselves Learn ourselves to be able to evolve to somewhere else. Mm. That's my opinion. Right. You know, that's how I see it. So, in knowing that this is possibly hell and it's based on the Bible, mm. you know, <laughs> God sent Lucifer to be king of what?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Earth. So, don't need to be a rocket scientist. <laughs> so, in knowing that, I know that things are going to get thrown at me right it can't possibly be perfect it's how. right that's how i see it and i say throw at me whatever you want because you know what i'm making it to that holy land
0: <laughs> so we'll we'll call jerry a hell of a good time <laughs> <laughs> very good time. <laughs> now um any final words or thoughts for our listeners
1: Thank you to you for giving me a voice. Um, And I just want to talk to anyone that's going through this at the moment. If you're listening, it's going to be okay. Um, Rely on your support system, whatever it is, as tiny as it is. Believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. You are The captain and the leader of your life No one else And there's always I'm not going to say bigger, better, more (laughs) grandacious Because life is life And we have to live it But it could be a lot nicer than what you're currently living Mm. And for those that are seeing people And you touched on this a little bit Have patience, but keep an eye. Because that person will need support when they're ready. You can't push them. They won't hear you. But if they know they have the support, once they're ready to do it, don't make them feel like they have to live this because they don't have anyone to help them out of it.
0: Mm -hmm. Wise words. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) you're welcome so thank you very much for listening this is FYI I am damaged
1: FYI I am damaged
0: (laughs) take care everybody